0: U.A. Wellington, standard 10,882 to 10,191, a medical doctor of the Souk School, grade standard 10,112, M.D., married, Juana Marcus, B.G., standard 10,092 to 10,186, chiefly noted as betrayer of Duke Leto Atreides, bibliography, appendix seven, imperial conditioning and betrayal, come the from Dictionary of Muad'Dib by the Princess Hero. Hey, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of I've Read Dune, the podcast where I've read Dune. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Rory, and I have read Dune. With me are two boys who haven't read Dune. Boy one is Austin Bridges. Hello. And boy two is Andrew Davison. Why does he get to be boy one? All right. So you are you are Fade Ratha to his to his, <laughs> uh, Piter. How's that? I, uh, I I almost maybe have enough knowledge to get that reference. Are we are That's we okay. doing Peter? Are we doing Peter? Are we doing? P- I F- like Tom? Peter because it's funny to me, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he would have spelled it P E if he wanted it Peter.
1: It'd be I like don't know. it's like Spider but without the S. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about uh, the latest thing you've read about Dune. <laughs> yeah.
0: So this week in reading of Dune. What we talked about was, uh, so as I mentioned last week, uh, there's going to be a, you know, a one by one introduction of all of uh, all of Paul's friends who are Paul's his dad's, dad's friends, friends, dad's friends as they walk through <laughs> through Paul's house.
1: His dad's very cool friends.
0: His dad's cool friends and hang out with his kid. Um. So uh, but this one we do. We we finally meet our Mr. Dr. UA. Oh, oh okay. The boy One. who we've, the boy we've told will be a, of poisonous uh intent.
1: Okay. Right? Yes. The
0: the doctor who, who has resisted conditioning. Uh so he comes in, he gives Paul a big stack of books about uh uh Arrakis for the flight for the flight to Arrakis. So you can study on Arrakis.
1: Are they taking a cool ship or is this just like Coach. Coach.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a little bit of, a, it's not really a spoiler, it just hasn't happened yet. It's a little bit both. They, uh, they They kind of, Coach is the safest way to travel, and so since they don't want to have to deal with Perrin Harkonnen's malarkey, they do basically fly Coach. Are his, <laughs> uh, are his hired pirates actually called the malarkey? The malarkey? The Harkonnen malarkey? No. <laughs> Because that's a really good name for a group of mischievous boys.
1: <laughs> or the name of a of a spaceboat. Some kind <laughs> no, of spaceship the, is the Malarkey. The, the Malarkey. <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: they're not named the Malarkey. Okay. But yeah, they are going to do long form travel in coach. Gotcha. Got it. Uh, UA, you know, feels real guilty about how his betrayal is going to kill this sweet boy, Paul. Mm and I don't really know how much we're supposed to empathize with with that <laughs> that feeling, so, right? Yeah. Oh, I feel bad about this thing that I'm still Paul, totally gonna do.
1: Paul, let's be clear. Paul is a sour boy. He's not a sweet boy. He's sour he's like lemon. He's, he's just a he's just
0: he's a sweet boy. He's just a little bit prissy. He was okay. plucked straight from the sour patch. But he's a nice guy. He ain't he ain't causing no trouble. He's got. He's them not. Dreams. He's not out there stealing rims. <laughs> Space rims. So okay, so he gives him books, yeah. Then he gives him the best book, a copy of Dune. Whoa, (laughs) that's really. He already uh, gave him a copy of Dune. Yeah, well, I mean, he did kind of give him a book of book called Dune in the sense that it's a book about Arrakis and blah blah blah. That's our, you know, Uh, this book. the The special gift though is actually uh, a paper copy of the Orange Catholic Bible. Um, OK,
1: pr- pretty Are orange
0: Catholics like Roman Catholics. I think the intent is, yeah, that it's a it's a new sect of Catholic of Catholicism or newer. Hold on. So um, the book wait. is old.
1: Go ahead. Benny, Benny. So we got Benny Jesuits. We got the Jesuits. Benny and the Right. And then just straight up Catholics. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> OK, so something well, so, that I so, haven't really had uh, explained to me before. This is the future of our world. Is it? Uh, no. It's not, but they have Catholics. Okay. So there's yeah. Christ. So so this is going to be, we're going to go on the side tangent now. While I explain <laughs> oh, to you oh, guys please. the missionari- the Missionaria Productiva. Of
1: oh, fucking Christ. Which is a Bene
0: Gesserit uh, plan to uh, seed viral uh, religion across the galaxies so that when they come, those Populations are susceptible to their teachings.
1: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) Let's see.
0: I can actually pull up the exact... I've got this... uh, In the book I just bought, we've got a little terminology of the Imperium we can call upon. Okay. For for fuck's sake. Uh, They'll always ask
1: me, hey, when did Rory, like, lose you? Oh, it was around terminology of the Imperium, I think. Right, so... The
0: arm of the Bene Gesserit order charged with sowing infectious superstitions on primitive worlds, thus opening those regions to exploitation by the Bene Gesserit. And this is the missionary position? The Missionaria Protectiva. This is the right.
1: five-year mission? <laughs> like, from Star Trek? Uh, yeah. Yours was better, Andy, I know. So, <laughs> it's okay. Are they? It usually are, isn't. Are they suggesting that, then, Catholicism on Earth is the result of space-faring populations dropping seeds.
0: I think the implication is that and also that they probably didn't make up an infinite number of religions. So they probably dropped Catholicism on a number of places. So right. that
1: was like that was like in their Rolodex as <laughs> yeah. like
0: uh, Earth. Okay. This.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll Should we do? do they one.
0: get the beard one. Oh, let's give them two beard ones. That'll be funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should we do? Yeah, like Zarlaxianism, uh, Grofarg, like ah Catholicism. Let's do that one. That's fun. Okay. Interesting. So it's kind of in our world. It's kind of in yeah. our universe. It's implied that it's in our universe, sort of in a sideways way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so so back to the orange Catholics, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh,
1: yeah, sorry, I just uh, still no, need some time it, with a, orange
0: Catholics. That, w- that was a really important sidestep we just took. Uh, I just n- really needed to know if Jesus was was a thing. No, I uh, orange university. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> is that like an orange Julius? <laughs> can, can I order him at the mall <laughs> right next to the Auntie Anne's pretzels? Um, Okay, so what's the special deal with this Bible that he's gotten? Well, you know how like a lot of writers are really prissy about how cool books are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, Frank Herbert yes, explains how cool books are for about for a while, and he's like, "This book uh, is cool. If you touch it on the sides, it opens to the point you pushed." And I don't know. It's a whole. It's a whole fucking thing. The point uh-huh. is, it's a cool. It's a cool book. It's paper, but it's spacey, and. Okay. Um, then Paul starts reading reading chapters out of this Bible, and Yue wanted Paul to read his favorite quote, uh, Paul doesn't. So here's where we get a little trick, oh. a, little, a little trick of the trade. Paul's uh, Paul's little spooky, his spider-sense t- uh, has him read a different passage, and it gives Yue the, the heebie-jeebies. Why, oh. you might ask? Why does he get the jeebs? Uh, so this Bible belonged to his dead wife. That was to, to both, UAs did wife. Yeah, UA's dead wife. And like a couple of like fucking nerds. They both marked their favorite Bible passage <laughs> in the Bible. And uh, he found her mark instead of his mark. Welcome back mm. to our
1: podcast, Bible Dune Bible stories with Rory. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay so but they're not like literally marked like they've got tabs or whatever it's not as b- it's basically that although they did like a secret code so only they know how to open up the bible to the secret spots okay so he kind of did some woo woo voodoo and found the wife passage instead of mm, UA passage. are we saying wait
1: so paul did this
0: yeah yeah okay and paul so now the scary the scary UA passage. Full on thinks that that paul is a ghost well yeah he's he, and and we also learn a little bit about. um Yue's wife, uh, Wana, who not only was a Benny Jesuit priestess, which is how she, so she taught Yue how to resist the uh, imperial brainwashing. Oh. oh, so she's a traitor. And uh, well, the the emperor is not like a solid dude. Okay. All right, so it's murky. Yeah, it's murky.
1: Everyone's right. a little bit of a rebel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So
0: not only that, but the Harkonnens killed her. Okay. Oh. So Ua's Ua's traitorous intentions are a little bit a little bit I would say sideways, but the general expectation is that he offered to do something to Baron Harkonnen, who I don't think knows that he killed this guy's wife. Oh, and when so he, he has the opportunity, a, he
1: could be like a double or a triple traitor.
0: Yeah, yeah, like triple he, trader. He, he's a triple traitor. He wants to get close enough to to kill the guy, but he's willing uh. to let the traitors die for his. For his opportunity, okay. but he feels guilty because he's gotten close because to the sweet yeah. boy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. I think I have a good handle on that.
1: Yeah. Now, can you explain to me how they can be Benny Jesuit and also Orange Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: I think because the Orange Catholic Bible is basically a proto-text for Benny Jesuit teachings.
1: Oh that it's okay.
0: kind of like the old Testament like an old testament to, Got it. to so, New Testament sort of relationship. Yeah, but in this case it's the it's the Orange Catholics, which will never not be fucking stupid, by the way. I'm just gonna <laughs> go down on that ship real fast. I feel uh, like Frank
1: Herbert was just kind of reached a lazy point where it's like, Can uh, I just find a world building <laughs> way to reuse Earth shit?
0: Roman Catholic, I could call it like Cabraxian Cath no orange <laughs> Catholic. <laughs> well, you're in luck because the glossary has a has an ins- has a passage about the Orange Catholic Bible. So shall we find oh, out shit. what that means? Yeah, read let's it. Do it. Read it. Just All right, yeah. the accumulated book, the religious text produced by the commission of uh eku ooh, here's a hard one. Ecumenical, <laughs> ecumenical. I don't, ecumenical. don't think that's a real word. Oh yeah, yeah ecumenical. ecumenical. Ecumenical is a word? Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. The by the commission of ecumenical translators it contains elements of most ancient religions, including the Mometsari Mahayana Christianity, Zen Sunni Catholicism, and Buddha Islamic traditions. Okay. Wow. Its supreme commandment is considered <laughs> to be, thou shall not defigure the
1: soul. There's
0: a lot You're going on there. Catholic This Bible. just lives in the glossary in the back of your, uh, your used paperback tome. Mm-hmm. I'm as cool. giddy as a little... As a little goat boy in a in a, in a grass factory, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's an excited goat. I liked
0: that. I liked that one a lot.
1: That's very wholesome. <laughs>
0: Surprisingly wholesome for Rory. <laughs> yeah, no blue yeah. descriptions of a root like phallus. <laughs> Jesus. Nope, just well, Giddy and the boy in a grass factory.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's not make a meal out of his... his...
0: <laughs> uh, Austin's getting jealous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is Ua the whole chapter? This, yep, uh, UA? UA, and, Ua, and Paul is our chapter five. That sounds actually like a fun chapter. I, yeah. I kind of enjoyed hearing about that. Yeah. Only kind of, though. You got to work harder, Rory. You got to get <laughs> me on board. I'm not there yet. I'm not a Dune fanatic yet. No, it, it's weird. This, uh, that's the funny thing about Dune that 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 short of anything else, really, um, is there really
1: any funny thing about Dune?
0: No. <laughs> will you, so what I was going to say was that um, a lot of if you had to tell somebody why Dune was good on paper, you would would almost always fail. But somehow it really, to me, is a is a strong read. Sure. Um, that's just it's just better. It's just much more interesting than than the pieces of the puzzle might uh, might uh, portray
1: right but in some of its parts
0: yeah every uh, interaction i've had with someone who professes to love dune has always uh very very quickly gotten to the point where they are spouting gibberish words at me (laughs) (laughs) like it's like they're speaking in tongues and there's you know i'm recognizing some of them now because you know you're our little ambassador into this world but Mm -hmm. you know when a person is trying to get you to read a book and their first thing is like, oh, yeah, so there's these things called the Benny Jazzaret, like that does not work.
1: It's a high barrier to entry. It does yeah. not
0: work to get me to read your book. It, it's, uh, it suffers from, you know, not only not having predecessors who to, to lean on, um, when it comes to like a, you know, sci fi epic is pretty, is probably the first one. And then also kind of, is hurt by the fact that people have learned how to tell sci-fi epics in a, in a more, um, inviting way. Sure. Yeah. So it it does, it does, you know, I think feel to, to people, to readers of our exposure, um, unapproachable, but it might not have been so, um, willfully obtuse in the, at the time. Mm. -hmm. Mm.
1: -hmm. I mean, especially when the fantasy at the time was similarly heavy. You know, like Tolkien, you know, Tolkien was was pretty big at the time.
0: Yeah. And And, I mean, in sci-fi, certainly I mean, this this is before like Philip K. Dick. Sci-fi was getting heady. We've got some like Ursula Le Guin and stuff, but I'm not sure anything kind of hits the, you know, thousand odd pages that Dune does. Yeah. Well, and remember, Dune is Dune Dune is written in the 60s, Austin. Mm -hmm. So it's not that old. But it is before a lot of big sci-fi. And before, yeah, before like a thousand page books was like a commonality in in genre fiction. I
1: mean, it's just past the the era of sci-fi being completely whiz bang, (laughs) you know, Buck Rogers, uh, you know, things not getting super heady and things not like right. Well, you've got
0: you've got you've got two kind of wings going on. Like, yeah, that sort of like pulp serials happening. But at the same time, like I said, there's all the sort of like academic sci-fi that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, Asimov with Asimov and Arthur Clark and all these guys, right? Have you, if you've Uh, ever, uh, I I mean, I don't know that I suggest it, but like uh, C.S. Lewis of Narnia fame wrote several science fiction novels, like at the time, like a long time ago. And does the CS stand for
1: computer science? Yes, it (laughs) does.
0: Computer science Lewis wrote several (laughs) sci-fi novels, and uh, yeah, they're not based on real. Great science because we didn't really know that much at the time right. about like space and all this other shit, and so his sci-fi it's almost like fantasy because of how little that people actually knew at the time. So like, yeah, yeah there were there were lots of weird things if you go back far enough, but but yeah, I I, I kind of buy into your argument, Rory. Like 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 Dune is in terms of something like uh like what Asimov would do with uh like the Foundation series, mm-hmm. you know like. Nobody really knew how to write or, like, what a sci-fi epic story was going to look like. Right. And the Foundation series wasn't really even... I mean, it's it's a mosaic of stories. Yes, exactly.
1: It's a mosaic of stories. <laughs>